the Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. Anesta. Episode 21, a new podcast. It is a period of civil war. A rebel podcast, striking from an apartment in New York City, has won their first victory because they are the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots, no straight to cable. Facts, trivia, debate, and more. To hell with the rest of the universe. If they made four. <sighs> All right. To hell with the rest of you. You don't have to add that, okay? <laughs> We're here. We're finally beginning. We're doing it. Yes. All right. After much preparation, yes. we've gotten to a very important trilogy. Yes. Are you excited, Scott? I am. Some I would too. say it's about time, you know? I know. We've been time we got talking about doing this, and it's really quite an endeavor, but we're here, finally. Surely you must have guessed, ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing at this point. Yes, it's pretty obvious. Scott, go ahead and say it's it. It's the Star Wars original trilogy. The original trilogy, ladies and gentlemen. OT. OT, does anybody call it OT? OT. Yeah. You're calling it OT. Yeah. It's the Old Testament, the old, <laughs> the original trilogy. You know, it kind of measures up, yeah. Yeah. Kind of matches. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we consider Star Wars, of course, as trilogy experts, we consider Star Wars to be... One of three trilogies. Now, we're doing the original yeah. trilogy, okay? There's, of course, the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy that'll be finishing up in the, uh, the uh, December, right? The end of the year. All yeah. right, so Christmas we made, time. Christmas time. So we made a plan. This is the beginning of the year. We're going to start it with the original trilogy. Once we get to what date, Scott? Sorry? May the 4th be with us. At that point, we're going to do the prequel. Why would I know what you were referring to at well, all? I don't know. <laughs> the point is, that's when we intend to do the prequel trilogy. All right? Yes. And then we're going to wrap it all up at the end of the year as the entire, you know, I guess you'd call this a trilogy of trilogies. Well, you would call the movies a trilogy of trilogies. Right. They, once they're yeah. completed with the ninth film. Yes. It would be in, three three separate trilogies. In the wintertime. This is called the Skywalker Saga, Scott. Phil, what do you want? You're raising your hand. I have a question. I haven't even introduced you yet, I'm sorry. Idiot. I'm sorry. I have a question. What? Let's just say the Skywalker saga. You want yeah. it to be three three trilogies, right? Yeah. Let's just say in like 10 years, <laughs> they dump a truckload of money on like everyone's doorstep and is like, let's do a fourth. Would that discount the entire thing because of the symmetry violation? I'm glad you asked that, Phil. Uh, but I, I had to ask. I would say no, but. But we're jumping, in, we're jumping the gun. Thing. Okay, sorry. We're just jumping the gun. All right, so this is going to be, Scott, a mega episode with multiple panelists today. Yeah, doing things out. a little bit differently. Doing things a little bit differently. Um, we have, I'm going to introduce them now because Phil's going to want to talk later. So we have Phil joining us, our field correspondent. Say hello, Phil. Hey, guys, this is Phil, your field correspondent for the Trilogy Pod. Stop right there. Our tech representative, our tech man, he doesn't like to be called out for his... Awesome work, but he is being called out. Chris is with us today. And um, Amy, who does our little opening spiel in the beginning, will be joining us in a moment. Okay, so 
I also have some uh, some different correspondents we're going to be uh, hearing from today. Brian Parks has an addition, I believe. He's a friend of yours. He'll be joining us with a contribution. Yes. And I also got some Morse code from a expert of mine, a friend named Evan O'Gibney. He's got multiple Star Wars tattoos. That's why I wanted to involve him. So he's waited on some of our questions. We want to make this a mega episode. That's what I'm trying to say. The last thing I want to say, Scott, is I'm sure we're going to miss things. There is a lot of depth, breadth, height, and width to Star Wars. And there's going to be things that later on after we've done this, we're like, oh, we didn't mention fucking Amperu's haircut. We wanted to. Whatever. Blue milk, son. So I have news for you. Yes. Trilogy Bot did not want to tell us what kind of trilogy we were doing this this time around he got no. wind he well he got wind of of the fact that we were doing star wars yes he's got an issue with jealousy listen to what he said i guess i wasn't good enough eat a dick right so he's not gonna get involved so i've got someone else that's gonna tell us what kind of trilogy we've got today and that's an old friend r2 no. What kind of, I've got him. What? I've no. got R2D2. He's gonna weigh in and tell it's us what kind of trilogy. To be sure, but a welcome one. You, you don't. You don't. You don't have R2D2. That the, that was the surprise <laughs> tonight, Scott. No. All right. So here's what here's gonna tell us right now. What? <laughs> All right. He's a, he had a, made a lot of great points. Yeah, yeah. But to boil it down, this is an epic trilogy. All right? He pretty much said it all, but this movie is epic in every way a movie can be epic, Scott. Epic in scope. Yes. Planning in the narrative. Uh, it's the epic that all other epics should be compared to. It's I would Star agree. Wars. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's other things that we have in the epic category, even movies that began before Star Wars. But yeah. really, Star Wars, and Re- it really impacted our, our pop culture, every part of our entertainment. Redefined the blockbuster. Huge. Huge. You can't not call it epic. Like a lot of other films. I won't allow you to not call it epic. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying Oh, good, to- good, 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 good. Like a lot of other films, initially it wasn't, the, the three films weren't planned at the same time. Okay? No. Which is to say... George Lucas was hoping for a moderate success with the first film that would help him springboard into some more minor sci-fi films that he wanted to do. Yeah. Once this movie hit and snowballed, then we had an epic on our hands. I, yeah. he, I, I believe, didn't he mention that he had like some like, short paragraph of he, like a couple of sequels like, written first, or something? The first two drafts of Star Wars is where the prequel trilogy sort of is derived from. It's the Journal of the Wills. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. but I'm talking about at this point just his intentions. No, when it was first released, there is no episode four. It's just Star Wars, right? Yeah, and that's thank you, Phil. That's really important to mention, right? All right, I think we should definitely move on to my personal favorite part of the podcast every time we do this, and that's Scott's plots. Wait a second. Why? Thank you. Th- that rhymes. How have we not called it that before? Oh, should we do a little song <laughs> that goes along with it? Scott's plots. Yeah. Scott's plots. Yeah. We're talking about Scott's Plot. I don't know that that's an addition we need to bring to the show. <laughs> All right. I'm going to write it, and it's going to be on the I trust show. I trust you did these plots <laughs> in the hallway as you were knocking on my door. I did not. And they, in the bathroom five minutes ago. Uh, maybe like four or five hours ago. All right. Well, so good enough. Well within my rights. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite part. Scott's Plots. 
uh, yeah, we're gonna do the uh, yeah, the plots, and you know they're gonna be bare bones as usual. You know, trying to not use any character names, very vague. Uh, but there will be some details. Some details will be missing. Uh, but you know, you should watch the movies, and if you haven't, you should watch them right now. Uh, so we're starting it off with, of course, the first, the original uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. The evil space police, led by an evil space priest, arrest a princess <laughs> in hopes of finding stolen blueprints for an enormous space station with the power of destroying entire planets. Before being captured, the princess gives the plans to two robots, and they escape to a nearby desert planet where they are enslaved and sold to a farm boy. You know, lucky that that pod fell there. Yes. Could I mean, have just fallen could have through fallen. the nothingness it's, it's, of space. A, it's a whole planet. Yeah. Don't pretend as if... Well, I feel like they could probably punched in some coordinates. They're droids. They really? Were, they yeah. still just fell onto a planet. Yeah. Anything could have happened to them. It's true. So the whole movie begins with a great piece of happenstance. Yes. The whole movie is happenstance. Like, oh, you're here. Well, what, a, what a coincidence, because... You're telling me there's more happenstance? Oh, yes. So much more. I can't wait for you to talk about <laughs> here it. Here we go. While cleaning the little robot, the farm boy stumbles upon a message from the princess asking for help from a space priest of an ancient religion. I love the way you keep saying space, space priest. priest. He is a space priest. It's true. Very good. The little robot escapes in the night looking for the space priest. Idiot. And farm boy and gold robot chase after him. <laughs> they find the old space priest who knew the farm boy's father. I like, wait. I like when he goes, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> yes. Who else could he mean? Yeah. Really? Y you think? It's not really that much of a leap. <laughs> like, I guess. Is the name huh. Kenobi that yeah, popular? It's, it's uh, like Johnson. Uh, <laughs> they find the old space priest who knew the farm boy's father, who was also a space priest, but was killed by an evil space priest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Phil just hit your head against the microphone. Uh, Phil was looking real sullen. I was like, why is Phil look so depressed? And suddenly, just not I off. was trying to concentrate on the story. <laughs> I'm, re I'm hearing it again for the first time. Reliving to. it all yeah. over again. The farm boy goes home to find his aunt and uncle have been murdered by the space police. <laughs> And they're so crispy. As a little kid, I didn't even understand what I was looking at. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, his reaction is, is just odd. How does he even, he kind of walks three steps and he's like, ah, all right, I'm going to change my life now. There's nothing for me here. You just inherited a moisture farm. Yeah. Well, the remains Aren't of one. Aren't you excited? <laughs> Think of all the blue milk. You keep saying I'm going to keep bringing it up. All right. I never <laughs> noticed they were drinking blue milk in the... It's true. They I, are. I believe you. It's delicious. It'd be great if later in life Luke was, was allergic to the blue, which is why he's drinking green in The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi, he's... Uh, the Last what? In the Last Jedi, he's drinking the green milk from the weird... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, because we're talking about oh, four, five, oh, and six. Oh, this only exists. Strictly OT. Come on, Phil. Fair. I'm sorry. You can cut that part Scott, out. Scott, no. Strictly No, I'll keep in us reprimanding you. Thank you very much. The show we have standards. You, get, you would. Yeah. Damn it. After mourning his aunt and uncle for like 10 seconds, Farm Boy <laughs> Farm Boy decides to go save the princess and learn the ways of the space priests. They go to a bar where they meet a cocky space pilot and his upright space dog. 
and the space priest and farm boy pay the pilot to transport them to the princess. Before they can arrive at the princess's planet, it is blown up by an evil space senator and the... <laughs> and the evil space priest using the enormous space station. I really feel like people don't mourn the destruction of an entire planet nearly enough in this no. trilogy. No. A planet has been destroyed. Yeah. Billions of people, presumably. They, they burned his aunt and uncle, and then 10 seconds later, they blew up an entire planet. I mean... Killed a whole civilization. Obi-Wan's like, oh, I feel bad for five oh. minutes on the ship. Other oh. than that, they're in an asteroid field. <laughs> I feel a little funny. Oh. Like a million, a bunch of people cried out, and... And I didn't listen. They shouldn't have bothered quitting smoking. <laughs> You know that's your last thought you're having. It is my last thought, Amy. Thank you for chiming in. Amy Blitz has joined us now. Thank you for joining us. It is my last thought. Haven't smoked in years now, Amy. Scott? The pilot ship is captured by the space station, but the farm boy and crew are able to rescue the princess and escape, but not before the evil space priest murders the good space priest. The farm boy, the space pilot, the princess, and the upright space dog head to the secret base of a group fighting against the space buoys to deliver the space station blueprints. They discover a weakness on the space station and decide to attack while the space pilot gets his money and leaves. During the assault on the space station, farm boy hears the good space priest's voice telling him to remember his space priest training. Now, that's a really important place for me to stop right there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I find this to be one of the most insane parts of this trilogy. <laughs> Presumably, this has been intricately planned, this attack on the Death Star. Yes. Luke is one of the last pilots alive at this point. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, because a mystical ghost has talked to him, Luke. he takes down his targeting <laughs> shield, and people are like, what the fuck are you doing, Luke? <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. I'm all right. Ben said I should. <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, the, oh, the dead guy. Uh Great. Oh, Thanks. We're oh, fucked. Oh, Great, everybody. Oh boy, you know oh what? Boy. Shut it down. The dead guy said that. He, <laughs> the dead guy said that he we should We surrender. Just think, we surrender. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, everybody. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. End of rebellion. Uh, thank you, Leia. Upon re-watching the movie, I found it was nothing like that, that scene. And instead, it was a quick little back and forth. Yeah. But even still, come on, Luke. If you're not going to use it, at least put it up and not panic the entire rebellion. The evil space priest arrives in his ship and tries to stop Farm Boy, but the cocky pilot returns and incapacitates the evil space priest so Farm Boy can destroy the space station, and they all get medals. It really brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. When he comes like a, it's back. When Chewbacca yeah. gets the medal, like you're like, yeah, yeah, you deserve it too. He, you were he the deserved it the most. He didn't get a medal. <laughs> yes, he did get a medal. Chewbacca never got a medal. The last shot of the film no, is the yes, three of them standing there. He all doesn't with have a medal. Chewbacca doesn't get a medal. He's got he a medal. We need to, we need to check this. I'm pretty sure he's got a medal. They all get medals, no? He's standing up there he's with them. He's standing there with a the medal. They make him just stand up there like an asshole with no medal. Does he have his bowcaster still? He's on alert. Yeah, he doesn't get. He doesn't have a medal. What, Phil? You know that I'm this just going to cut it off thing. if we're proven wrong. I'm going to cut. I'm not going to keep it. Check it out. Check it out. This is the last heard. shot of the fucking movie. No medal. No medal. What's he doing? They didn't, they didn't What's give he a doing medal. Standing up there with no medal. He is a war Seriously, that's hero. fucked up, right? This is he fucked up. He worked in the Battle of Kashyyyk. Changes everything. Okay. All right, a Phil, veteran of the you know I don't know what you're talking God about. Damn, oh, yeah. I'm not true, familiar. True, 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 I'm not familiar with what back weird 
Are I'm you talking? Are you referring the, to some sort of like Star Wars novella? Yeah, which yeah, we no, don't recognize or know what he's talking about. <laughs> 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 Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> it was a plot on the back of the Star Wars Happy Meal. Didn't you get that one? All right. I also want to mention a quick thing about the plot um, that I, I think goes unmentioned. When I first saw Star Wars. When I first saw Storage Wars. When <laughs> I first saw Storage Wars, I loved <laughs> Barry. Oh, Barry's I, the man. Barry, well, is, the Barry is the best. Barry is the best Most character. likely to ride in with the Millennium Falcon <laughs> replica car. No question about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. When I first saw Star Wars as a kid, I had no idea of the Emperor. Indeed, he's mentioned only one time in Star Wars, just in one quick fleeting conversation. The Emperor has dissolved the Senate. Yeah. That's all we hear of the Emperor. He, so I think that's worth mentioning because as a little kid, I didn't know what the hell was going on. As I got older, the plot made more sense to me since we're yeah. talking plots. Well, they also this these movies too. They would like bleed a lot of information outside of the movies. Like they would like put shit. I, I was yeah. watching, reading this whole thing about like they they put um, through the merchandise like, magazines and stuff when they had like interviews and stuff. They, they would drop little hints about things. Darth Vader is that the never Dark Lord came of the up Sith. in the At, movie. He had right. no yeah. point as he called the Dark Lord of the Sith. You get all the names of those wonky characters in Mos Eisley from the action figures because they never mentioned them. Vaguely, the because eventually with for the role-playing game, they fleshed them out. But those toys are Walrus Man, uh, <laughs> Hammerhead. That's their names. But No, but Hammerhead's name is <laughs> no, it's not Momon Phil. Nadon. No, it isn't, because and right now in this world, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fine. It's you just know a what? fucking guy with a hammer at his name. My nerd powers right. don't work on this landscape. Right. No, it doesn't. It's only we're only talking the original trilogies, Phil. That's the original. Not the specific names. Not the not the dorky. What is that? What is that's what? not from what any of those about? movies. That's no, not from that... any of those movies. Scott, what? you simmer down too. What is sorry? Uh, None of the these dorky. There you go. Sorry. None of these dorky specific names are mentioned in the trilogy, so I don't want to hear it. Scott, okay. on to the yeah. next film. Definitely not, because I've never heard of any of this stuff. So I can, I'll be the, the final. <laughs> You'll be the arbiter. You're the barometer yeah. here. There we go. Um, so we're going to move on to episode five, and the Empire Strikes Back. A few years later, the whole gang from the first one are hiding out on an ice planet with the group fighting against the space police. When the farm boy gets lost in a snowstorm, he has a vision of the good space priest telling him to visit another space priest to complete his training before <laughs> being rescued by the cocky pilot. Also, there is some serious sexual tension going on between the pilot and the princess. You know, you're talking about the sexual tension between the pilot and the princess, but let's not forget that Luke and Han spent the night inside a, a fucking kangaroo. Yeah. Huddled Space together. Kangaroo. What were they saying to each other? Whispering in each other's I think Luke was like dying. ears. <laughs> yeah, Luke was really out of it. Yeah. Oh, you think that was it? So like Han could have done whatever he wanted. Yeah. That was... <laughs> it's like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I never but tried with a one of these. Things. Things. Yep. I like and this. I thought he smelled bad. <laughs> 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 that line takes uh, on a whole new meaning. Gross. <laughs> the space police find the hidden ice base and the group is forced to flee. The farm boy heads to find the green space priest while his friends head to a cloud planet to meet up with a friend of the pilots. The farm boy finds the green space priest and continues his training, but when his friends are double-crossed by the pilot's friend, he leaves the green space priest to rescue them. The evil space priest freezes the space pilot and gives him to a bounty hunter. Now wait, I gotta stop you right there. Yes. Okay. This is a really big flaw in this film in terms of the plot. You're telling me that the best way 
for a Jedi to transport someone that they've kidnapped is to maybe throw them into some carbon freeze that's only been used on inanimate objects in the past and possibly they'll live. There's no other way of immobilizing him for a, a well, trip to the Emperor. But he doesn't care about Solo. He's just giving him to Boba Fett. Yeah, but just he's, yeah, but he's testing it out on Solo so that he can use it on Luke. On Luke, yeah. Right. So that's his plan to transport Luke. There's no better way a Jedi will transport another. Yeah. Throw him in a thing he might. You oh, know what I mean? maybe because of the powers. Oh, yeah. The powers. The, right. the Jedi powers. powers. Yeah. Pretty dangerous. You yeah. just kind Good of call. the way you explained it just made me think like, yeah, oh, then, the Jedi powers. He'll be frozen. Yeah, but return when, when Luke around. turns himself into Darth Vader. He just has some handcuffs on. Yeah, but that's Luke's plan. He's going in willingly. Yeah. But he's got handcuffs. Vader knows he's yeah, wearing because handcuffs. Because a bunch of rubes handcuffed him and took yeah, his doesn't he say something like, "We don't need to." Do this shit anymore. Take he also the just gets off, arrested by a say? bunch of regional officers that are like, "Who's this guy doing? What's this guy doing on our lawn? Uh, come, come here, sir. Do you have ID?" And I'm like, and like "No, I don't." No, I got confused. I'm confused. Are you my father? And then like he handcuffs him. a bunch of regional officers, like state deputies or whatever. Sir, let me see your ID. They're like, "Sir, sir, sir, sir." All right, we're jumping my again. Imperial- I think we're still in. Uh, yes, in, in, it's on Empire. Empire. The evil space priest freezes the space pilot and gives him to a bounty hunter. But the pilot's friends help the princess, the upright space dog, and the robots escape while Farm Boy fights the evil space priest. The Farm Boy loses a hand in the fight, and the evil space priest reveals that he did not kill Farm Boy's father. He is Farm Boy's father. It's huge. Spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Wait. Farm Boy escapes and meets up with the princess and crew and... They stare off into space, unsure of what's next. I like I like when Luke, after the whole revelation, Luke is like, you know, he's just going to fall down through the chute. Vader looks down like, what the fuck? I just gave that <laughs> oh, whole speech for nothing. Come on. Like, we're, no, it's totally like, a, give me a break. We tried to keep those very clean. Don't More. jump down there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it that way. Right. And the, the last shot of, like, galaxy is just... The, yeah, it's the galaxy. I, I I remember the first time watching Empire when that shot came up. I literally turned to my brother. I go, "Wouldn't it be funny if the movie just ended right here?" And then and <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, it's unexpected. We're like, "Oh," and the movie's over. Oh my it's god, like, is that Luke just drinking some coffee? The movie just ended. <laughs> yeah, just like, ah. like his it's his final actions are, are so minute. He plays with his new hand. And looks at a cloud in space. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. He's like, we made a plan in five minutes. Yeah. Let's get it into action. <laughs> and that takes us to the next film, Scott. Yes. Uh, the final film of the OT, as I'm going to continue to call it. Yeah. Uh, would be episode six, Return of the Jedi. A year or so later, the princess, the pilot's friend, the farm boy, the robots, and the upright space dog are on a... I'm sorry. I love the upright space dog. It's good, Scott. Thank you. And the upright space dog are on a rescue mission to save the pilot from a fat, evil space monster. They are able to escape, and farm boy heads to meet up with green space priest, who tells him not only is evil space priest his father... But Princess is his sister. It's just piece of information after piece of information that Luke doesn't have. Well, he doesn't even, like, hesitate when he's like, Leia's my sister. And it's because that day George Lucas was on the was riding to the set and he was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. He, like, thought about it and then that was it. All right, Phil, don't, you know, don't get crazy just yet. Scott. I'm sorry. 
Green Space Priest dies, and Farm Boy meets up with the group that fights against the Space Police, who have just discovered the Space Police are building another enormous space station. The gang is sent to a forest planet to destroy the shield around the space station so that they can destroy it. There, they meet some living teddy bears who assist them in their mission. Meanwhile, Farm Boy goes to face his dad, Evil Space Priest, who brings him to meet the ruler of the Space Police, who wants Farm Boy to join the Space Police and reveal his friends are walking into a trap. At this point, you're saying to yourself, stop trying to get him to join. He's not, not going do to it. join. <laughs> stop doing it. No. Just That's not going to work. Enough already. And then he shows him, he's like, look at your friends. They're falling into a trap. <laughs> you can't see anything at that window. And your faith in your friends. It's, yours. it's just a bunch of lights. It's a bunch of blinking lights. You can't see if there's any trap or anything. Yeah. Luke looks out and he's like, holy shit, there is a trap going on. You can't see anything, you liar. You see like explosions and stuff. Could right? be anything going on out there. <laughs> anything. Farm boy resists the ruler of the space police, who is about to kill him when evil space priest kills the ruler of the space police and totally redeems himself, but dies in the process. Regardless of the trap, the pilot and princess are able to take down the shield, and the group against the space police destroys the space station. Farm Boy burns his dad's body, and they all party with the teddy bears. The end. Yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> shitty way to celebrate the freeing of the galaxy. You have to party Pretty in abrupt. the woods with these guys. What kind of booze do they even have? Oh, they even I bet it. they got some... Some wood, some crazy some shit. bark <laughs> liquor of some kind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're right. probably all very small drinks, very tiny little glasses. He was moonwalking. He was moonwalking. Wow. Okay, the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, gentlemen yes. and lady. Okay. There's there's actually way too much to even talk about in terms of trivia and just information. Yeah. It's already been covered in many other podcasts. There are podcasts devoted just to Star Wars. So we'd be crazy to sit here and dig through all the minutia. All right. Yes. So there's a couple of things I just want to get out as just pieces of critical information. Sure. Naturally, these movies came out in 1977, 1980, and 1983. Chewbacca was an inspiration because George Lucas was looking at a dog in a car with his wife. His dog, uh, Indiana. You are named after the dog. <laughs> Got a lot of fond memories of that dog. I don't have to mention that R2-D2 came from looking at some film reels and they were numbered as R2-D2. Yes. I don't have to. I actually didn't know that. Till I me just neither. said it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, me too. Thank Good you for cooler. mentioning it. I don't have to mention that these are based on characters from Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress. No. Yeah. No. That's pretty well known. And what's yeah. amazing, though, is the fact that we just did the Man With No Name trilogy, which is based on another one of his films. Yeah. 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 Jimbo. Jimbo. And pretty amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Han Solo is the gunslinger. My mistake. Four coffins. Sorry about the mess. 100%. And it's, it's fascinating that it began with this Japanese director, one day we're going to have to cover him in a trill bit, just what he's influenced, what yeah. he's done. Got to watch some of those. Yeah, we do. Uh, I don't have to mention, though, Scott, that 
this was originally going to be called Revenge of the Jedi and not Return of the Jedi. And certain posters and things went out already with Indeed, Revenge yeah. on it. And they're worth a lot of money. And that Luke was going to be Luke Starkiller and not Skywalker. Up until Later. the day they changed it. It, yeah. He was going to be until the up day until the, the day they changed it. On set, on set. I mean, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whoa, there. No, I mean, he was alive the, until he wasn't. <laughs> I'm as old as I've ever been. But when they, he's supposed to say, "I'm Luke Starkiller. I'm here to rescue you." That day that really? he, they shot that, they decided to change it. So and now was, it sounds so clunky. Starkiller sounds I know. so yeah. Yeah, Thank too God aggressive it. too. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Um, and I don't think I have to mention that it also made millions of dollars in merchandise. It was really the first billions. trilogy set of films that created the world of merchandise as a significant part of the film. Indeed, Phil mentioned it before, it impacted how George Lucas wrote Return of the Jedi. You right. know, in terms of merchandising and the idea that originally it was going to be a darker ending. And, you know, he was like, no. Little Ewoks. Yeah. Happy ending. Can't yeah. sell a dead Han Solo action figure. Exactly. Um, so I don't have to mention those things. No. It would have been sufficient. <laughs> All right. I like you there as the quality control for understanding. <laughs> Thank you. Because like, In addition, too insular. I don't think that we have to mention some of the big time controversies and talking points that over the years have popped up with Star Wars. To wit, the stormtrooper hits his head. Sure, mm. on the yes. door. All right, love that. Clearly added a sound effect there. Luke yells Carrie, but he doesn't. He but yells he does. Yanny. But he doesn't. But he, who gives a shit? Han changes the line that that day, probably when he did yeah. it. Phil, um, <laughs> from "I love you too" to "I know." I love you. I know. All right, that's yeah. part of the lore, yeah. right? Of course, who shot first? Well, All right. Now, was it Greedo? Was it Han? Who so shot Han. Now, it's, now it's been changed, but... <laughs> we'll come to that, though, when we talk about things yeah, we... we yeah, things about the, uh, the, the deluxe edition. Deluxe edition? Special edition. Right. Special edition. Don't have to talk about everyone's weird... Nerd weird obsession with Boba Fett for no particular reason, nope. just because oh, he's no. some Wait, guy. I don't understand. Why was everyone so into Boba His Fett? He's cool. Not in barely anything. Because of the one toys. second of the movie, the holiday special. He's in the cartoon, and they promote him in the holiday special proper as a character from the upcoming Star Wars sequel. Do they really? Yeah, and he sold as that on the cards for like the first few. For the second wave of Star Wars toys, he is the biggest failed potential. But yet, all the fanboys in the world are like, "How could he die?" So Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Like, it's it's a really it's an unceremonious death akin to the death of just a random faceless yeah. right. guard, and that's why you know everyone's like, "How could that happen?" Boba Fett. Boba Fett. The last thing I want to mention before I get into the cast, though, ladies and gentlemen, yes. is what these films inspired in terms of pop culture. And this is going to be a great place for us to lay in a lot of sounds. All right. You've got Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah. Spaceballs. Most direct parody. Yeah. All right. I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. You've got sitcoms that mention Star Wars. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Luke, this is your father. You've got cartoons. Wow, what an ending. 
Who'd have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Ah, thank you! Oh, thank you, Mr. Blow the picture for me. Scott, you know something about the Star Wars family guy we were talking about it? Yes. They made them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> There's three of them. I am your father. Well, that's fine, but I don't see how that affects... Other movies that mention Star Wars... I'm your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the force, you knob. You've got trilogies that mention and are about Star Wars. I am your father. Really? No, not really. I can't back that up. And finally, music. Their music has been influenced by Star Wars to the point where the, I believe the song from the Moss Eisley Cantina charted and was released in the 70s. And was, yeah, it was like a disco version. It was one of the few right? instrumental songs that charted in the top 10 or something like that. The band Mecca. Right. They did it. Exactly. So it's important that we mention these things. Now, I want to talk a little bit just about our cast and about our creator. Now, George Lucas. Scott and Phil, I'm hoping you know a lot more about George Lucas than I do. Who? George Lucas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. J.J. Abrams? Um, but I, first, I just wrote down Lucas owes you nothing. Though I criticize him for the changes he made in the, what, deluxe edition? Special, Special edition. God. His career before this was what? What was that first film where they mention TH? THX. But he also worked with Francis Ford Coppola and all his Bay Area stuff. He was, he was a part of the Bay Area scene with him, Francis Ford Coppola, Brian De Palma. Okay. Grant, and that first film is THX 11. Oh, yeah, eleven thirty-eight. It was his college uh, project, and then he made it. But before that, he was like cameraman for uh, like um, Give Me Shelter, the Meisel's Brothers movie. Like he was one of the cameramen that the captured. Charles Manson movie. No, the uh, Rolling the, Stones. The Rolling Stones and Altamont. It was like a. It's close enough. It's a documentary. He was one of the cameras on the ground. It's the brutal part of the 60s, guys. Sorry, it was rough. It you, was... Mean the, what's the, you mean the one where Jody Foster gets raped on the pinball machine? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wrongfully accused. And I was like, is that the one where Jody Foster's raped on the pinball machine? <laughs> no, it's the it's one with Leslie table. Nielsen. No, it's a pinball machine, asshole. Pinball machine? She's raped on the pinball machine. Wow, I, mis I, I misremembered She's it. won an Academy Award. All right. Uh, doesn't make me remember. So after he, mine. It makes after, me feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. He also did American Graffiti, and I'm going to say this now before I get into the cast members. I feel like George Lucas, like every single cast member other than Harrison Ford, is a one-hit wonder. Oh, get out of here with that shit. Is a one-hit wonder. Because if you, because honestly, after In terms the, of what? If you take his Star Movie Wars... Stardom? Well, if you take George Lucas' <laughs> Star Wars yeah. world out of his resume... All he really had, he's mostly a producer. He's not really a director. He's but mostly a producer. He's always and his, his biggest gig was, his biggest thing was Indiana Jones. Other than that, bomb after bomb. No, well, that's he, two hits. So what are you talking about? Yeah, just talking also, about, he was a pioneer well, at the forefront of filmmaking. He always believed in the digital movement. Mm -hmm. And that's, for better or for worse, he was the one who led the charge. When he goes on to make hypothetical prequel movies in the 90s, uh, you will see technological advances due to Lucasfilm and right. Industrial Light and Magic and all those guys because George Lucas wanted to go that way. Like, I know how to make movies. I went to film school. So Lucas is pretty much a producer. He's a producer. And More so than a director. Right. Imagineering. He, once he, once Imagineering he, film. I would say. Is that even a word? Sure. Owned by Disney, so is Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. He wanted to be an independent filmmaker, but these movies continually pushed him past the point where he could make these tiny movies he always wanted. And that's kind of why he sort of, I think he, why he sold it is because I think he vaguely resents 
having been stuck in this world making he the certainly same movie comes over off and over. as an embittered man no question about that yeah get but it away from me a cocky asshole you know <laughs> you think he's cocky asshole oh i think so why do you think that cuz i don't think like as much as yes he he helped create a lot of great things, including Star Wars. I think there were a lot of other people behind the scenes that were like, no, George, stop. Like yeah, everyone else. That stopped him from doing things that would have been crazy in the original trilogy. And, and then because everyone was like, what a fucking genius with the prequels, they let him do whatever he wanted. But and he directed all of them. This is why the original trilogy is, my f- is the best one thus far, because you have a sea of voices telling him, no, George, stop doing that. Yes. Make this less hokey. And- yeah. Well, that's a great, it's a great time to mention. There were, th- there were three directors here that worked with this trilogy it started with george lucas it went on in the second film the empire strikes back was erwin kirshner Irvin. Irvin. Irvin, as i said kirshner <laughs> and finally the third director was richard dick marcond it's not as if the other directors are, are you know have had great careers Irvin kirshner we know him he's actually a trilogy superstar director you know what else he's directed what smoking the bandit no. <laughs> you're you're three episodes uh, behind. RoboCop 3? RoboCop 2, which we'll cover one day, but uh, that's not something to brag about, necessarily. Also, never say never again. I like RoboCop 2. All right, I'm not going to get into RoboCop 2 with you. I'm just saying, you know. It's going to you, simmer. When your second... <laughs> when, you're, when your second... Until it's time, and then When your second blammo. best credit after Empire Strikes Back is RoboCop 2, you he, may be a one-hit wonder. He did a Bond, another, he did another, a Bond movie. He did... Never Sean, say never again. Yeah, Sean Connery's triumphant. Oh, kind of the one turn? Bond. I like even, that one, but it's not Is that fun. even considered it's part of the canon? Good. No, it's not a, considered it's not a real... Canon. It's no. not a good movie, but I enjoy it. All right. It's like old Bond. And Richard Marcond. Richard Marcond... Mark directed, he, he directed Jagged Edge, starring Glenn Close. Other than that, you've never heard anything else he's yeah, he directed. He died in the 90s or the 80s? Yeah, he yeah, died young. Yeah, he is dead. People are saying you killed him, Phil. Oh, it wasn't me. He told me you killed him. These actors in this trilogy, they're all <laughs> miserable assholes, basically. Mm. Harrison Ford is the only one that had gigantic success. Yes. Okay. By uh, acting like a miserable asshole. The whole I mean, that's movie. his whole thing. That's his whole, whole shtick, you know? He always, in interviews, describes himself as a utility player. And I think he figured out his persona of Harrison Ford with Indiana Jones, not Han Solo. There's this image of Harrison Ford that's out there that you're grumpy. That's horse <laughs> Very quickly, within five seconds, your favorite Harrison Ford movie. Phil? The Fugitive. Amy? Mm, the Fugitive. Uh, the Last Crusade. Oh, oh, I always consider those separate... <laughs> Well, he's not. in it. He's in it. And I'm gonna go with really um, good, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going. I'm reversing. You can't Ooh, go back. Also, I want to say Working Girl. <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, God. You know what? You guys need the female perspective because true. you have to understand. Like Han is sexy. Who's scruffy looking? Harrison Ford is sexy. Han was sexy. Luke was lame and not oh, yeah. sexy. So maybe if Luke had been sexier, Mark Hamill would have been like more popular. But like just. <coughs> Harrison Ford doesn't have the charisma. No. Had that thing. Right. He had the charisma. But yeah. he did have a an incredible career as a voice actor and Ugh. the best Joker. God. Yes, it's true. Uh, the best Joker. And that's... the most recognizable voice as Joker. Yeah. Played the Joker longer than anybody else. He's a miserable son of a bitch now. He thinks <laughs> he's he really thinks Cadillac he man. Is... <laughs> Sorry. He's not in Cadillac Man. No, he's, he's not. not. Oh. <laughs> no. He is in the Giver, though. He re- he's in a MacGyver? The Giver. What the hell is the guy? It's like weird... the American version of the Japanese, right? Isn't yeah. It? It's a weird... Yeah, so he's, a, so he's, he's in nothing. 
And <laughs> we he, just listened a bunch of stuff. He's the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Phil's met him a couple of years ago. It was a year ago, exactly. So Didn't he kiss you or something? He, I don't want to talk no, about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that scar on his face didn't do him any favors. When he popped up again in return with suddenly a big scar on the side of his face... Yes, it was on. It was was it in return a, or was it? It was it. It was Empire. Re, no, it was return. Because he still has a his. He shows up at the palace and he looks different. And you're like, what the fuck's going on with Look, Luke? It happens. It happens in 1977 while he's doing publicity. So he actually has surgery between the first and second round of publicity photos. So that actually, when he's when he's on like the Late Show talking about Star Wars, he has the same face the whole way through. It's just be, it's just more <laughs> pronounced. Because he has this like really As most of the guests do. He has the most super eighties fucking haircut fluff fluff head. Okay. It's fine. Leave Mark Hamill. Alone. No, fuck him. I know you love him so much, but that scar in his face really affected his even his, it affected his performance too. Everything. And he's a one hit wonder. People are still mad that the Wookiee didn't get a medal. To go back to Amy's point for a minute, I think he kind of like wants to be Luke Skywalker. You know, ah. like he wants to ride that persona because I don't think he, I like, I don't think he's that good of an actor. You know, like, so he has a few things that he does well. Is he married? Have a kid or anything? Oh yeah, he's got yeah. like three kids. Yeah. His, his three kids, three or four. Yeah, I can see him naming them after characters from Star Wars because that's his identity. That's not even what he did. Phil, you were probably going to do that, isn't that true? Not at all. All right, Leia. Um, <laughs> For so, some reason, you're dying during childbirth. Other another. Let's move <laughs> My on. My wife's having Leia. kids. I've lost Luke. the will to live. Go, go figure. Phil's death scene. Um, okay, Carrie Fisher. Now, yes, we really idealize Carrie Fisher now in a very big way. What with you know the whole seven and eight having come out. Oh, I thought you were going to say death. And oh, I'm getting there, Amy. Oh. And and then death. Okay. Yes. And then you know she's flying through space. I'm not. I mean, hey, I, that uh, movie never happened yet. Phil, you're right. It didn't. Yeah. Yep. What so are you what about, I want to say is, but I'm talking about the actress now, so I can think and squeeze it in. The actress who's dead. Okay. <laughs> let, let no. Let none of us kid ourselves here. She's dead. <laughs> she is. And not she's alive. not coming back. And she did a lot of screenwriting. She did a lot of <gasps> drop yeah. dead Fred. Hey. Did a lot of script doctoring and screenwriting. But let me tell you the truth, guys. I'm Sp- from a generation before burbs. you guys. I can't speak for your generation. I can speak for mine. They're actually very hot, the verbs. All right, enough with, Sorry. The, with the fucking verbs, Phil. It's a good movie. It's really not. Directed by Joe Dante. Oh, Gremlins, Joe yeah. Dante. We're talking about the verbs in the middle of the Star Wars episode, Phil. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. After these movies came out, moving up through the years, through the 90s, through the prequel trilogy, and even before, just before the sequel trilogy started to come out, people were never talking about Carrie Fisher as someone they were excited to see again, that they remembered fondly. Perhaps for the nerds, her in the bikini was a little masturbatory fantasy. I can see that. But there were every other character people talked more about and were more interested in than, than Princess Leia. I would more. argue that you you might have heard more recently um, because she's a female character, and I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. female viewers, uh, you know, kind of related with her. Yep. And I feel like, you know, the conversation in Star Wars is always male heavy. Sure. As yeah. it is today, I, Wayne, I would say as well. There's four of us. Right here. Well, that's just because you guys don't know girls. <laughs> we know them. They just don't want to talk to us. <laughs> I'd like to mention that I live with Amy. <laughs> And she's the only girl that'll talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I feel like in recent days, 
you know. And yes, I think with the her growing death, movement, her she's death been... solidified it. Yes, yeah. but but until her death, until recent times, I would say she was most famous for that that haircut, for those wacky yeah. circular those cinnamon palms. Buns. That's not a haircut. <laughs> what, what is it, Amy? An it's extension, a, a wig, a, yeah. a hairpiece. That was her natural hair. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's saving the like universe. We're trying to save like the it. galaxy, but there's plenty of time for these elaborate braids that she does on her <laughs> hair. That's a good point. probably does it. That's a very good point. Oh, excuse me. Who's braiding her hair for? <laughs> Who it's does those extremely neat and not one strand out of place Freepio braids? does the buns. I don't buy that. He's a translator, Phil. He's not a braider. Yeah. Let's move along to Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker. The C-3PO <laughs> and R2-D2. Poor Surely, bastards. Yeah. They're two oh. miserable assholes. One's a midget. One's an Englishman. Little people. Little people? The, okay. I don't even understand what he does in that suit or why he even needed him at, at all. He operates it, I think, too. Well. In the, in the remotes and also like the, and the, the rotating. The walking part he does so rarely. It's puppetry. He's moving the head. <laughs> I don't, again, I feel like he's not ne- needed in any way. They probably they couldn't afford a rotor to make it act. <laughs> Daniels wasn't going to do the voice originally, and uh, they finally settled on his interpretation of C three PO. But I, again, I don't know what Baker's doing in that little suit. Back and he forth, does the, and yeah, the little shake. He does the shake. He does when he's being left behind. When yeah. I, yeah, again, I you know Sorry. these two people didn't do anything else worth mentioning. Moving forward, <laughs> David Press. <laughs> Also did nothing worth mentioning. Ah, that's where you're wrong, my friend. Uh Uh-oh. David Prowse, who did the body of Darth Vader. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's a pretty cool part in the movie Clockwork Orange. Yes. All right, he's the bodyguard (laughs) of the writer who's so badly abused by the droogs. Come and get one in the yarbles! If you have any yarbles! He's also Frankenstein Monster twice in the Hammer Hammer series. Is that right, Phil? Starring Peter Cushing. All right. Who played Grand Moff Tarkin yes. in the first film. Um, and also James Earl Jones did the voices of Vader. We know James Earl Jones. 20 minutes in the recording yes. studio. Is that all it was? That's all it was. All too easy. Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. All right. He's, when you see him, he just looks like a burnout. He's a seven-foot-tall <laughs> yeah. burnout when He's you see him out of costume. He's just a big northern dude. Yeah. Just a, he and Kenny Baker had a really good friendship. Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker didn't quite get along. Right. But Kenny Baker, were, and they, they were like best buds on set, just hanging out, saying dirty jokes to each other. And He was given the choice to play Darth oh. Vader, or Chewbacca wanted to be a good guy. Yeah. All right. And those are basically the characters who were in all of the films. Just to touch on a few of the characters that were in only one or two of the films, you have Frank Oz playing Yoda, the famous puppeteer, voicing and controlling Yoda. Really is the same voice as Fozzie Bear. Okay. But all of Frank Oz's voice sound essentially the same. He's Miss Piggy, too. It's Fozzie with a high voice. Look, Skywalker. Go along with this or I'll cut you in half. Billy D. Williams. Hello, what have Lando we here? Calrissian. Co-45. That's what we Outrageous. know him from. I think he was in some... <laughs> I'm sure he was an actor before that. 70s blaxploitation right? <laughs> films. Yeah, he was, he was. But also he was just like known as that charismatic... Sexy man. Sexy man. Yeah, people love him. On the Jeffersons, he was Florence's favorite actor. Sexy man. Staying sexy is an all-day job. And for some of us, the end of the day... Is just the beginning. <laughs> and finally, Alec Guinness. Tip a cup of Guinness to Alec Guinness. Hello there. Alec Guinness weirdly talked shit about his role, but made a oh, ton yeah, of money from it. it because he took a percentage, like two and a half percent, and it made him. But a he acts the shit out of that role. He and does. everyone on the set, he doesn't like respects him. They're like, he was a total pro. Yeah. He'd show yeah. up. He, he and Mark Hamill. Like, he didn't half ass it just because he didn't want to be there. People are going to read too much into it. It's a simple 
simple stuff for all ages. Did I miss any of the big actors? Of course, there's puppeteers, characters, monsters. Warwick Davis yeah. as Wicket. Warwick Davis. 12-year-old Warwick Davis. As Wicket. It's only 12. Yeah. I think it's also well, worth maybe. mentioning Julian Glover as a yes. General Veers. We meet him later in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And Doctor oh, Who yes. and Game of Thrones. We never sanctioned this, this experiment. And I, for one, think it will be in our best interest to have the beast destroyed. I was going to say John Ratzenberger of, yeah. Cheer, of Cheers fame. Hey, hey. We got to shut down Echo Base because there's a blizzard coming in. Right out of that blizzard, you're going to freeze to death. Close it down, yo. Scott and Phil, would you like to mention anything about John Williams, the composer? John Williams? Well, well, say anything. I, just, mean, oh, God, I mean, he's so good. I mean, at this well, point, uh, I just want to kiss him. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, just, I mean I the one thing I will say, I, at this point, John Williams has done so much. He He's been because he's so good. He's been used in so many movies yeah. that, like, when you're watching some of his newer movies, you can hear all his other scores, like at moments. But they're all good. Just, yeah. So that is basically those. Those are the principles of this trilogy with respect to the actors and tech. Is there anything you guys want to add um, that nope. we missed? Any actors? Any technical people? John Hollis as Lobot. We would be honored if you would join us. Normally, Scott, this is part of the podcast where you and I go back and forth. We talk about each movie individually. Yes. But this is a mega podcast today. We so, have our panelists here, all right? We yes. sent them some questions ahead of time, some questions we thought were a little bit different that would provoke some uh, conversation that hasn't really been touched upon in the world of Star Wars. We're hoping for some intriguing answers, mm. all right? Because, again, we don't feel like, is there any new... Honestly, do you guys feel like you have any observation that someone else on a podcast on the internet in the world has not also noticed. I've got a little stuff. All right. Well, honestly, <laughs> I got some stuff. I got I, some no, stuff. In there. Phil apparently has little I stuff. I respect. I got little stuff. Well, I've got. I've got. You know, he sat forward so confidently and said, "I've got, I little, got little stuff." stuff. <laughs> All right, Phil. We'll come the to hell that. Are you talking about? Right. Uh, but I think what we're really trying to do here is um, combine I mean, stuff. We're trying to combine. <laughs> All right, Phil. I'm just trying to make it sound better. If every podcast just... isn't about your genitals. Uh, 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 all right. Um, so with our panel here. Uh, can I throw a little something in there? Uh, Bob, please. Uh, I would like everyone to talk about the first time they ever saw Star Wars. Phil? My father was a big Laserdisc fiend, so I got... <laughs> what? My father has like a hundred, had a hundred fucking laser Who has ever said that expression? My father was a laser, laser disc, disc fiend. I mean, he still has them to this day. In, in the fucking alleys. Yeah. <laughs> looking oh, yeah. for Listen, laser consider, discs. Considering. You got blues, brothers? Can, yeah. I'll do anything. <laughs> I mean, he was. Anyway, uh, yeah, it blew my mind. And that was my favorite thing ever. And I was, I lived in a toy, in an area where toys, there was a giant Toys R Us and they, were just still, even though they they discontinued the toys, they were so many of them that they were there for two, three years solid, just so much stock. And I had so many action figures, like so many Luke Skywalkers that had a busted ass. You asked for this, Scott. I don't know why no. he got into his <laughs> action figure history. I'm talking about my action figures. It's not that. It's not that. Just, just want to hear it. has a big effect on me. I love it's Star not, Wars. It's not that. Just keep going. You're good. I'm done. <laughs> Amy. Okay. The first time you saw Honestly, you know what I have to say, and very rarely say, Phil has a point in that you, you, when you're, when you're young like us, your connection to the movie may all be with the merchandise. Because, like for me, I'm going to say I remember being five and having an Ewoks plastic lunchbox 
taken at the kindergarten. Right. And that was really the first movie I saw. Uh, I saw the first time I watched Star Wars was uh, January 8th, 1996, in the middle of the blizzard of 96. Mm. Oh, yes. um, we sat down to watch. They had re-released them on video in 95, I think. Uh, watch that. And then uh, my mother went into labor and my sister was born the next day. <laughs> like we were like enthralled with it. So we we're like, yeah, whatever. Great. Yeah. Jesus and your sister's Christ. name is Bib Fortuna. <laughs> what is the saddest moment of the original trilogy? Should I go first as an example? Sure, Scott. If people um, don't know what the word sad means. For me, <laughs> just to give you some indication. Um, uh, the saddest moment for me in the original trilogy is uh, the the Ewok who dies in the battle. Because uh, it, it, to me, it proves... People are like, they're like, oh, Ewoks, uh, they couldn't help out. And they went to, hey, they sacrificed themselves. It doesn't matter if they weren't the biggest or the strongest. They helped out and they fucking died for the rebellion. That's mine too. And and they show, it's the saddest thing you're ever going to see. Because oh they both God. get blown back to Ewoks. And the one Ewok gets up like, ooh, ooh, and like dusts himself off. Shakes turns, his other dumb Ewok friend. Yeah, turns to the other one, trying to shake him. Get him hey. Like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, get up, get up, get it. Like, it's horrible. Like, and then he cries by him. Yeah. My saddest moment is the conversation that the demasked Vader has with Luke. Uh, I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. You already have. Tell your sister you were right. Yeah. You're right. That Come on. Is yeah. very all the sad you when his mask is off because he's on. also like so gross and hideous. He looks under like there. a cigarette. Butt. He's humanized. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, good. <laughs> um, okay. Second question. This is another short one. What line from the film is in your daily vocabulary or has been in your life if you're not constantly talking Star Wars now, Scotty? Um. I was trying to think, like, I have a couple little things. I feel like I, I tend to do, like, a Darth Vader voice on, like, certain words, like, sister. Like, I just always think <laughs> of him saying that. Like, I'll do little things like that. There was a time in my life when I was pretty obsessed with the line, I'll be careful. You'll be dead! <laughs> and I had it in my head that it sounded much greater and more dramatic than it does in the movie. And repeated it back to people and... People love yeah. the way I said this line, but upon watching the movie again, we know it only sounds <laughs> like this. You'll be dead. Obviously not what I just did. Right. So, um, but it's I still... the magic of movies. I know. It just magic kinda, of cinema. It sticks in your head and you remember it a certain way, right? Right. It's... So I just like, I'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Um... I like to slip in a hello there everywhere I go now. Hello there. Just anything, really. I'll just say good. Or if somebody <laughs> wants something <laughs> next, next to me, I'll glance at it and say, you want the You <laughs> want you? these? And uh, that's it. You're just yeah. basically saying regular words like Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> yeah, at different yeah, yeah. times. That's, that's another serious thing that Brian Parks is all about as well. One, who can please. sadly not be here as he is a... He's battling. And I'm glad that you're mentioning Parks because um, our other correspondent, he's battling what? A Yeti. I don't know why the first thing he said. He said battling, and the first thing I thought was cancer. Why did you? Like, Parks can't be here, unfortunately, because he's battling cancer. Like, holy shit. 
Things got really serious. That is not true. Wait, is he? Okay. No, he's not. He's not. Wow. I was going to say, since we're talking about our other contributors today, all right, um, my friend Evan, the guy with the Star Wars tattoos. Mm, That's a good movie name title. (laughs) Name and movie name. (laughs) The guy with the Star Wars (laughs) tattoo. Um, He tells me that whenever he's faced with a challenge and is dealing with a challenge, he says... The Jungan Wastes are not to be... Traveled lightly. There you go, Phil. Lightly. Lightly. Watch that crossfire, boys. When do you (laughs) ever say that? I I never have. (laughs) In what situation (laughs) would you need to say that? None that I've been in. All right. (laughs) I think we know. (laughs) This time you have gone too far. If you had to pick a major character, a minor character... And a walk-on. Now, I Scott just said your favorite. For me, it's to take over the universe, so that might change a little bit. But your favorite, let's go with your favorite. It's a little opens it up a little more. So go ahead, Phil, you go first this time. All right, so uh, the e- executor, the superstar destroyer, calls, calls all the bounty hunters in the galaxy to go get the Millennium Falcon. Who shows up? Zuckus, 4LOM, IG-88, Bosk, Boba Fett. Last but not least, who is late for the meeting? Dengar. Dengar, the saddest bounty hunter in the galaxy. His armor is bandages and used star- stormtrooper uh, blast shields. Like, he's got a big backpack carrying what? Like, his daughter's homework? <laughs> he's He's got, like, two mortgages. He lives on, cur- like, Imperial-occupied Corellia in, like, a shitty, like, part of town that's getting gentrified. He can't afford the rent because they're opening fucking space cupcake shops. His his wife his wife's like you know she's she's doing a, she's running like organizing meetings for like the local whatchamacallits. and he's like got like three students like kids as students that he's trying to like provide for so he's gonna try and catch the Millennium Falcon he doesn't Phil. he doesn't but it's the story of that bad day Phil the question was who is your favorite character oh I thought you were talking about the pitch I looked down for what I I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew that he was doing that for this time. Like, what is that? Han Solo. Absolutely. Never mind. Han Solo. That is why you fail. What is your favorite special edition moment? Should we also um, say and and the your least favorite? Yeah. The worst? Do, do it both at the same time? Yeah. Might as well. Why not? I think. Let's go for it. All right. Um, you know, we start with Phil before. I'm going to start with no, no, no. You always start Scott with this time. Okay. I think, and this is kind of a minor point in Special Edition, but I always have appreciated it and thought it fits well, is when they put the do-backs in the background on Tatooine when they're searching for the droids. Because originally, I think it was just like a motionless... It was just like uh, a weird dummy. Yeah, and the guy just sitting on top of it. I think it's a pretty good addition, and that was a definite good update because the, the last one was like a motionless thing yeah. that just looked yeah. like shit. I okay. like that stuff, but they just augment it. Now, this was a tie for me. <laughs> For, for bad additions, for worse things. Because there's a lot of bad so ones. So many. Um, first, I'm going to say the obvious one is uh, Jabba's Palace uh, with the uh, whole musical number and uh, Jedi, the, Jedi the Rocks. The name of the song who, is Jedi Rocks. Jedi Rocks? Jedi Rocks. You suck my Jedi cocks, okay? Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, dear. Um, Stereotype. But it's between listening. that. And I think immediately after the do-bags, all the silly shit they put in Mos Eisley Spaceport, some of it just doesn't work for me. It's too, like, this robot, oh, he clunked him in the head, and the, oh, oh, and they're all running yeah. after, like, it's too much. 
All right, Amy, go ahead. Okay, I actually I don't have like a favorite of the new edition. Obviously, I could not stand the scene between Jabba and Han that takes place oh, because yeah. Jabba looks horrible. Yes. The conversation's ridiculous. It's gratuitous. Yeah. It's gratuitous. He's it's like so the wrong color, like, too. Right. Fuck? It looked very fake and cheesy, even for the time. I don't think anybody liked I that. I remember thinking at the time watching it, it looked bad. Yep. And I'm not looking at it from like now eyes. And then I have to say, I, I did not like how they changed. Um, am I thinking of the wrong movie when I say that they changed uh, Alec Guinness into Ewan McGregor and they changed the other guy into the other guy? I or is that the wrong movie? <laughs> they changed, yeah, Hayden Christensen they put in at, at the, the end. end of yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Makes no sense. It's the same guy. He didn't why? die a young man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? And, like, and he was an know, evil asshole then, so it's not like even if you're like, oh, well, he was good then. No, he was a no, fucking dick he was then. always an asshole. He's always been. Phil, go. I would have to say it is the Cloud City uh, uh, alterations because what they yeah. do is they blow out all the white walls and turn them into these really beautiful like windows where you see it and it really expands it and like Cloud City to me was just a strange place our correspondent Evan also had that as his favorite edition oh, cool. as well so cool, you're not cool. the only one other people notice that yeah and I, I know this is a little sacrilegious but I think also the oh. Death Star uh, battle is much better in the special edition hmm. that, to me I don't know why, why is that just because they had time to like maybe make the special effects a little bit better, nothing too big. They didn't do anything yeah, too I don't drastic. Remember anything just, different? That's why I'm asking you. It's a little bit tighter, and the the effects are a little bit cri more crisp. They did something to the Death Star exploder well, the, too. All yeah, they the added a ring to it. They changed yeah. all the explosions. They got the ring going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever. Uh, I like that. Meh. My least favorite, and the one that infuriates me the most, is when uh, Luke has his hand cut off and he falls down the chute. And what they did was they just mixed the Emperor's scream as he falls down the electric chute thing. Yeah. They added that to Luke as he's falling. It's really easy to dispatch the most powerful Jedi Master in the universe by simply throwing him over the side while he's doing something yeah. else. No problem. Just throw him over he the side. He just wasn't paying attention. Got him. Yeah. Got him. And really, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, that's the thing. At the end of the day, the only reason that Darth turns is not because he cares about Luke. It's because the Emperor is kind of being a dick at the end. He's kind of mocking Luke and making yeah. faces. And he's like, <laughs> I'm oh. afraid you'd <laughs> be quite operational. Exactly. And your faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the comeback. Yeah. <laughs> he really gets the zinger in that yeah. fucking exchange. He is just yeah. the old shit at the holiday. At like, he's the old fucking right wing uncle or grandfather who's just a <laughs> the emperor crotchety old rotted apple, like just a piece <laughs> of shit at the dinner table. You will find that it is you who are mistaken about a great many things. Okay, my favorite two things. My favorite thing from the uh, special edition, Empire Strikes Back, the Abominable Snowman. Oh, yeah. All enjoyed that. Much better. Yes. We see him. It's a much cooler scene. It's a complete yeah. scene. The Wampa. Right. That's my favorite edition. And I can't uh, believe uh, you guys uh, didn't say it. The worst moment, without question, in the sea of bad moments... Greedo. Who shot first? Yeah. Greedo shot yeah, yeah, yeah. first. Oh, I that's it. horrible. Okay, it's been debated in the universe. I can't imagine any of us would agree that we think that that edition it is looks good. so stupid. I don't know whether that's Lucas moralizing, but that to but, me that really felt not to go back to an old trilogy, but uh, like the man with no name 
the thing that, you know, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Do you think I had a choice? The next question is, what would you change about this brilliant trilogy that we all agree is classic? And and how would it affect the movies? Amy, I'm going to go to you now because I demanded that you look at these questions. Today. I would want more of like love scenes between Han and Leia. Oh, come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With some nudity? I, I will say. I'm not saying that, but you know. I'm saying that. <laughs> come on. That's a terrible yeah. addition. What are you talking about? That's Well, awful. you asked and answered, so whatever. Scott, I'm into it. What do you got for me? What would you change? <laughs> Thank you, Scott. What, what would I change? Let's see. Can't even Amy, remember had what very, Amy had a very minor change. More romance. Oh. This Less is... incest. Yeah. <laughs> Force is strong in my family. Oh, it's a very simple change. I don't think it would change fucking anything. Uh, no second Death Star. No second Death Star. Just a bunch of Star Destroyers. Different space battle. Still a space battle. You can still have a thing that they have a shield. I feel like the climax on Endor is almost enough. Maybe you have the Luke fight somewhere else. Maybe it's not blown up. Maybe they take it over. Yeah. But the explosion just feels redundant. That's mine, too. Shut up, Phil. That's absolutely mine. He agrees. Okay, a couple of random questions. Phil. Yo. I'll ask you first. Who wins in a fight between an Ewok and a Gremlin? Go. Ewok. Really? Yeah. Ewok. And Ewok beats Stripe. Right, because Incorrect. Ewoks know that they gotta fucking <laughs> Ewoks know that they gotta fucking kill. Humans are like, oh, what's going on? And that's why Stripe has the advantage because people are like completely perplexed by this little green creature. And Ewok sees a gremlin, it's gonna fucking throw a spear right through its fucking head. Scott, why are speeder bikes seemingly so easy to drive and? <laughs> avoid trees and a little Ewok can get on it and successfully fly it. Well, not successful. He eventually crashes. Man. Well, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make sense why that's the chosen form of travel for a planet with ten thousand trees. Thank you. It doesn't really make any I'm sense. Going. But but at the same time, like it, it, I guess that's probably the vehicle they have that has the most maneuverability. Yeah, okay. it's kind of it's smaller. that yeah. you can kind of get around. Sleek, you can yeah, you can get around. But all you those said, <laughs> Phil said sleek. sleek. <laughs> Phil said sleek, and I love it in silver. <laughs> Amy, Endor speeder bike. From a female perspective, <laughs> the year is 1990. What are girls thinking about in the world of Star Wars? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not one thing. Really? We're thinking about 90210. <laughs> Lisa Not. Frank stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorns. A couple of final things I wanted to throw out there before we wrap it up, guys, on the world of Star Wars. Phil, you mentioned this before yeah. with your PCS. Do the lack of minorities in Star Wars, uh, is that mitigated by the dearth of dwarves constantly used in all these films? <laughs> You've got I Ewoks. Am, you've got Jawas. How does how you've do got they even dwarves compare? inside of robots? I don't understand. Is it mitigated? Meaning, if there are no blacks in the universe, isn't it great that there are at least a bunch of dwarves? This is a philosophical question. <laughs> I do not wish to answer. As your attorney, I <laughs> I uh, urge I, uh, you not to answer listen, that question. I will, on I, tape. Will, I will say this: it's it was a common trope in sci-fi and genre movies to use little people because. How do you make the human form more interesting? A very tall person, a very small person. You make creatures and, and you employed many different people because we always 
relied on that. Now, Not since the Wizard of Oz have more little people been employed at one time than in Return yes. of the Jedi. Um, Charlie and the Chalk Factory. I'm just making right. the stat up. I'm not saying it's true. <laughs> but I think it, Charlie. Actually, no. That no. was only one guy. What do you mean? That was one guy who played all of them. Is that true? And they just tripled in, him? Not, just... not in Willy Wonka, but the new the remake. The Tim Burton one. The Tim Burton one. No, but one. in the Willy Wonka one, I heard it was just kind of all like they couldn't find many dwarves overseas in like Europe where it was filmed. So Well, it was hard to find orange ones. Well, yeah, they don't speak English. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. I heard they really had no idea what was going on. Turns out Oompa Loompas are not a real thing. So, damn it. Now, this is a big, deep question, Scott and Phil and Amy. <laughs> Hope you all can absorb it. Did Luke do the right thing in The Empire Strikes Back in leaving his training with Yoda to help his friends that he saw were in danger? Yes. Tell me why, Scott. Because I actually, I firmly believe that he was supposed to leave. I think it's the old, I mean, he just showed him the shit in the cave, right? He sent him in there to see that. And once he found out his friends were in danger, why wouldn't he go why wouldn't he? He egged him on to go there. So I think he was supposed to leave. I think he was never... Yoda was testing him. I think him. his training was more complete than they were leading yeah, on. They let him think his training was not complete. Was Yoda testing him? That Was, was that yes, kind of it's part a of the... reverse psychology sort of... Really? Yes, that's what I think. I've always thought that. No different. Only different in your mind. I also don't understand how uh, when he's flipping around the backpack, Yoda never like vomited all of his all, he's, from just be spinning around. The and, force... Well, sure, yeah. He keeps himself centered. <laughs> the entire I mean, time. I know we're not supposed to talk about the previous films, but Yoda really deteriorated in a very short amount of time yeah. from being a super lightsaber master to just kind of like being like a crippled little alien yeah. in a backpack. R2 could fly back then, too. I feel like they both had strokes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> How can a robot have a stroke, Phil? <laughs> In the first movie, when they go into the cantina, and they, they go in, and he's like, oh, we don't serve your kind around here, to the droids, like, yeah, of course you don't. What would they ingest inside there? Right. <laughs> when I what, first what would they get out of being inside of that place anyway? Uh, that'd be another thing I would change right there, is just take that line out. Take that line right out. Yeah. Amy, did Luke do the right thing in saving his friends? Yeah, of course. That's always the right thing. Saving your friends. Yeah. Even if your training's not complete. Uh, you know, the Jedis are all about, like, in the, like, Scott, you know, the training, the training. You've got to do this, like, weirdo training. But, like, at the end of the day, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. What kind of training is he need to con continue to do? More flips? It's so I weird. Think more just, jungle flips? <laughs> the training is just building confidence because he's exactly. a little bitch. It's just basically being like, yeah, I believe in yeah. the force and it's going to do shit times, for me. Yeah. You're just, just accepting Yoda, it, I think. Is you to say, complete your training. It's such <laughs> <Yes. a> <laughs> So, yes, he did the right thing. Enough already. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scott, say it like Yoda says it. <laughs> Complete your training, you mashed. Thank you. Um, but I was going to say, it's much like Daniel-san and Mr. Miyagi. Oh. In the way that, like, his training, it was more about getting his confidence up. Yeah. Okay. And getting him ready to fight because I like he kind of gets his ass kicked in the first movie anyway. All, yeah. All, the, all over the place. Even another, with the training, yeah. Another trilogy influenced by the Star Wars trilogy. We Same already kind of relationship, yeah. yeah. Yes. We already mentioned A very sage-like Can trainer. I be in on the Karate Kid trilogy podcast too? It's already we did happened, that already. Amy. <laughs> Where were you? I live with You're you, like six months I talked away. about it for like... So we watched... 
the Cobra Kai show just for the trilogy. Oh, we watched that for the trilogy? Yeah. <laughs> you know we did. Don't I thought that was don't, for fun. Don't act the fool. I thought that was a really good show. It was uh, good. You know, I mentioned I like this earlier before. Why didn't Vader immediately know when he encountered Leia that was his daughter? There was a Force connection. What? What? I, well, I, I think I have a. I, have, uh, yeah, ahead, I think because they thought of that for the second movie, not the first. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly why. What simple mean? answer? She's really throwing a lot of shade at him in that first movie. She's All like, the time. Throw, she's like, slip through yeah. your finger. The more you tighten your grip, talk. More star systems will slip through your fingers. Fingers. The way she said that she said slip through your fingers. <laughs> Not finger. a finger. Christmas story. Christmas story. Not a finger. Phil, who is the smelliest person in the Star Wars universe? Oh, oh. The dude in the Star Wars cantina who's got the weird little udder under his chin. He's like covered in white fur and these weird fucking face. And he's like, yeah, he's like a big fly or something. He looks like he smells like Doritos. The white guy, the white furry creature. Yeah, he looks like he smells like Doritos that were in a car stepped on a bunch of times, but like a a thousand of them, a thousand little crumbs. (laughs) Amy, (laughs) who is the smelliest person in the Star Wars galaxy universe? Galaxy slash universe. Uncle Owen. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dirty you know, asshole. Probably. There's no water out there. He's got a cheese the, dick the, from all that the, blue milk. <laughs> with the blue milk. Fucking, he, blue milk. Blue milk. <laughs> Scott, who smells the worst? Dust, Scott, but... who smells the worst for you? I, I think Jabba. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All those fat rolls and shit. You know, those fat rolls. All are those not like just loudly eating frogs. I mean, that the whole palace smells like shit. Yeah. It's not just him. It's the Gamorrean pig guards. <laughs> it's it's all of them. It's and you know that takes it to my answer because my answer is the rank. Keeper, oh, who yeah. gets so sad oh, yeah. when the rancor dies. He's basically just a fat white guy, yeah. flabby. <laughs> I have oh, yeah. some Star Wars story pitches, but they're oh. not they're not necessarily after the movies. They might be in between, or they might be before the movies. Uh, give me your pitch. I mean, I'll listen to it. Just give me give me five minutes. I swear. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan living in the desert of Tatooine. Dealing with like the huts, yeah, like a festival of dollars. Or the, shit. there's the biker gangs who are around Mos Eisley, like the speeder bike gangs, like dealing with them and shit. Yeah, having a whole adventure because, like, what the fuck was he doing for like 25, 30 years, you know, being a hermit? Yeah, but like, I want to see like you know him being dragged into a situation where he's like, I'm just trying to live a life. Leave me alone. When I happen to know the force. You must come with me. I kind of would like to see a a movie that's basically uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead with R two D two and C three PO. Just like the Lion King one and a half, where it's Timon and Pumbaa. Yes. Doing their thing, but with R2 but don't and we already PM. see that we, they're the chain that connects all of these yeah. films? The, right, the droids. Cartoon but there are moments series. we don't see them. You know, yeah, they're just hanging out, talking. They're the getting high, time. man. <laughs> the they're getting high. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> they're they're really they're the robotic it's Cheech like, and Chong. He keeps trying to like release his middle leg, but he he's like he's paranoid. He's like, all two of you are cop. You have to tell me his middle leg. Yeah, he's too paranoid. His middle leg. All right. Well, well he lives in the ground Santa. or some shit because they're farmers, right? Can anyone right? comment on Luke's orgasm face that he first we see when he's right when he's about to blow up the Death Star, he shoots the fucking proton torpedo. Mm. We get a shot of his face and he's clearly orgasming from his perfect shot. What's the force making him come? 
right, yeah. Phil. Later on, when he's being tempted by <laughs> Darth you know, I Vader, I changed my answer. I want a whole movie about how the Force makes me come. <laughs> I, I want that. Hey. No, Alderaan. It's a peaceful place. I'll do anything. Ask Vader. I have droids for that. I just had a couple of uh, random things. Uh, first of all, and you guys may hate this immediately, don't you think Star Battles would have been a more appropriate title for these movies? <laughs> right? It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Star yeah, Wars. but it's not Star Wars. It's not multiple wars. It's one war going on, and it's a, a rebellion, not really even a war. Very literary. A series of small wars. Each trilogy is a different if war. If you say so. But you know what? Because yeah. it's not a nation, but rather now planets. Now it's multiple trilogies, I think it's fair to call the entire Star Wars as the whole series, because we <laughs> right. get several different it's, wars. But it's planets. You can't just call just a, a fight Planet between wars? two... No, the fact that it's planets makes it wars, not battles. Planet battles because it, it raises the stakes. You don't know. Planets. We don't have anything to base that off of. I don't know. You blow up an entire planet with we seven don't billion have people. You call it a war. Uh, diplomacy. Maybe you don't have it, but all right, I do. I don't understand why the British actors in these movies refuse to say uh, character names correctly. Um, <laughs> what do they say? Obi Wan calls right. himself. Obi-Wan. But there's also Grand Moff Tarkin calls Leia Leah yeah. at times. Princess Leah, before your execution, I would like you to be my guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station operational. And I saw, I read an interview where he was like, I never knew what a moth was. It sounds like something that would come out of the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love Peter Cushing. It's a center. It's a yeah, Phil. I love Peter Cushing because he played a fucking vampire in 87 fucking he movies He played a in vampire a hunter, okay? <laughs> he was going to slag him off. Know what you Because he was the Hammer Films like vampire of the fucking month. That's why you love him. He was the vampire hunter. <laughs> For centuries, my family has protected humanity from the evils of monsters. And when Han said to Luke, don't get cocky, I was still at the age where I thought cocky meant poop. Don't shit yourself, kid. <laughs> and I said to mom, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Seriously. That's great, kid. Hold it. Oh, wow, I got one. Oh, it's Thank hard you. to smell in here. Can you? That's when I learned the word cocky meant arrogant. My mom had to explain it. I was like, cocky? What? It's poopy. <laughs> it's poopy. <laughs> On that note, we have to go around the room now as we wrap it up. And I need everyone to tell me your, this is big. Your order. All right. This is what we do here at the Trilogy Podcast. We wrap it up by saying what we think the order, our preferences. Okay. So let's go with our panelists first. Amy, why don't you tell us what your order of preference for the original Star Wars trilogy is? Two, one, three. And you kind of have to give a couple of words of explanation. Oh. That's part of it. Uh, I like two for the, uh, I like the way that two begins. Um, one With is, the battle at the yeah, ice station. Mm-hmm, of home. I really like that. Uh, I think one is one is great. It sets up the whole thing. There's no problems with one. I just prefer two. I think because I probably saw them out of order. But and then three, you know, obviously is the last one because it's just not as strong as the first two. I can't get into it more than that. Okay. Okay. We've discussed it enough. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> and you know, what? but you made a really great point in your description. Like so many of these trilogies, Scott. A lot of this is going to come down to the age you are when you saw which specific films. It right. just is. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have a place in your heart for this reason or for that. Phil? Um, for the sake of argument, I would normally go 2-1-3, but structurally, 1-2-3. Um, 
Star like Star Wars: New Hope is a perfect adventure movie. As a standalone, it's anyone can watch it. It's easily accessible. The second movie is a superior, emotionally superior movie. It's complex. It has many tones. But can you watch that if you haven't watched Star Wars? Like, can you watch it if you haven't watched New Hope? Like, and know no. who no. anyone is. Good point. Good and point. You need the first one to understand Very that. Very good. One. Very good. But having said that, I love the shit out of Empire. That's my favorite. Without knowledge of the other ones, I I love that movie. And then yeah, Return of the Jedi. I feel the same way. I it's not as strong. It has really strong moments, but it's altogether. I remember as a kid almost being underwhelmed with the ending. It's just oh he dies. They celebrate. For me. I really pondered this in a great way. Obviously, like the two of you, I think that I thought that the third movie was the least of the films. Yeah. So for me, it was what do I enjoy more, one or two, one or two. And I think this is going to wind up being, I can't believe I'm going to agree with Phil, but a one, two, three film. Okay. I agree 100% with Phil. For me, Star Wars is almost a perfect action adventure science fiction movie. No weak points. Great all the way through. And while I definitely see some flaws in Empire Strikes Back, by no means do I think it's a perfect movie. I think it definitely meanders a bit once we get to Cloud City. And I don't believe, again, the whole thing with let's throw Luke in a freezer to transport him. Three's got even more long periods where I just maybe don't buy it, where it just kind of goes on a little bit long. They're all brilliant films, but I think for me it's going to be one, two, three. Scott, wrap it up for us, baby. I'm going to go in reverse order and go a three, two, one. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, God. Because, oh, man. come on. That's Jedi nice. has always just been my personal favorite to watch. I will always accept that Empire, I think, is a better made film. It's better directed. I think the script is tighter. Um, but Darker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jedi... Uh, is just my personal favorite. I think the first 25 minutes, the, the Jabba's Palace, the skiff scenes, the escape, all that stuff, that's my favorite part of the original Star Wars trilogy, is that 25, the, the first act of that movie. And from there, it goes a little south, but you get, you know, you get Yoda's in it still, you get another confrontation with Darth Vader, you get Emperor, who we've never seen before, and he's a badass. Um, you get more Lando. You no know. question, Jabba's Palace is sensational. Like, yeah. as we always find when we do these, like, I am such, like, a character whore <laughs> in yeah. the way that it's like... You are if, a whore. Yeah, it's true. But if all the characters are in one of the movies, I'll probably like that movie Well, best. you're a sweet little fellow. You like it all wrapped up at the end and <laughs> yeah. a happy day. Everyone gets together and they yeah. high five and, the, you know, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's got a happy ending Listen, to it. You I know, it's, it. It closes it out. Oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational. When your friends arrive. We desperately wanted Brian Parks to be with us today. He's a big Star yes. Wars guy. Okay. Yes. Um, he's going to be one of our panelists down the road, as will my brother, as will my friend Jeff. We heard from my friend Evan, who is, again, he's got multiple Star Wars tattoos. But I want to hear from Brian Parks. What are they? I don't remember. <laughs> I think one You've of them. You said it about eighteen times. You yeah. don't know at this point what they are. I You're building feel it up. like one of them is a droid. I, I don't think he exists. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll put a picture up. One of them is a droid. Is he like the illustrated man of Star he's Wars a step, tattoos? He's like, a step cousin. I want to hear from Parks though. Yes. Throw so, a little. Put a little something together for us. A little. Uh, a little bit here. So. Hello there, folks. Brian Parks here for the Trilogy Podcast. The boys have invited me back. God bless them. And I've accepted the challenge. I'm supposed to go out into my everyday life 
Only saying lines from the Star Wars trilogy. Yes, and I can do it. I have the skills for the challenge. In fact, I mean, I'm a Star Wars nerd. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Thanks for coming along on the ride. May the Force be with me. Did you hear that Mark isn't teaching the spin class anymore? I can't believe he's gone. Hello, class. I'm your new spin instructor, Adam. Now, who's ready to sweat? One thing's for sure. We'll all be a lot thinner. <laughs> oh, Brian, you're hilarious. You're the funniest one in spin class. Not me. I'll never be thin. I'm just a fat, ugly cow. Oh, you're not. What kind of talk is that? Thanks for waiting, Mr. Parks. Now, I understand you'd like to take out a loan. And how much were you thinking? I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Well, Mr. Parks, if you can't tell me exactly how much money you require, the odds of you getting this loan are very low. Never tell me the odds. What? Look, I, I think I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Boring conversation, anyway. Let's go! I can't shake him. Come on, move! Let's go! Came from behind. Hey, what the fuck, man? You are reckless. I'm reckless. You're the one who stopped short, you moron. Who's a greater fool? The fool or the fool that follows him? Kiss my ass. You could use a good kiss. Impressive. Most impressive. Don't make me destroy you. I'm out of here. You're a fucking psycho, dude. Oh, you've accepted the truth, huh? Hello, what have we here? I'm Vanessa. The agency sent me over. I'm your escort for the evening. I know. Are you wearing a stormtrooper outfit? Huh? Oh, the uniform. Hey man, it's your money. If you want to play dress up, it's all good. After the things I've seen, I'm not weirded out. You will be. You will be. Enough talk. Let's get down to business. Something just moved past my leg. Higher, just a little higher. Is that it? Judge me by my size, do you? Size matters not. Hello there. Parks? It's Scott. Dude, you need to get out of that hotel room right now. Evacuate? In a moment of triumph? You've been routed out. Cops are about to storm that place. You need to get out now. That's not true. That's impossible. Please, police! It's a trap. We got you, you sick pervert. It's all thanks to a tip-off from Filcasal. That name no longer has any meaning for me. You're going away for a long, long time. I've got a bad feeling about this. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck, am I supposed to respond to, to that? <laughs> I want to thank you so much for listening to what is going to wind up being a mega episode of the Trilogy Podcast. We did Star Wars today for you, folks. We had multiple people here, multiple opinions, multiple generations, multiple viewpoints, multiple genders. Guys, I'm sorry I blew my load on the Dengar a Star Wars story early. <laughs> I feel like we could have really, really plunged the depths of what it is to be a, a fourth-rate bounty hunter in a dangerous world. Anyway, go ahead. Be aware I might have cut what Phil just spoke about, so ignore it. No, you I can't have. cut that. <laughs> I'll have to see. 
Um, thanks so much. Remember, as always, follow us on Instagram. It is a great compliment to the podcast. Both Scott and I are involved now since I've been banned from Facebook for a month. Wait, what? <laughs> Said some anti-Trump things and I got banned. So Scott is our my conduit. He called people white trash. Okay. <laughs> It had to be said. Some people are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Vin. And I'm Scott. And this has been the Trilogy Podcast. I think it's time now for Darth Vader's March as we walk out of my apartment feeling both evil and satisfied. It's probably been playing for quite a while at this point. (laughs) Okay. Have a great night, folks.